Hi, welcome to the fourth episode of Be Gentle with Yourself. I'm Rex, and I just decided that I want to teach you some Mandarin Chinese. The two words "four" as the number and "death" share the same pronunciation in my mother tongue. Without the Chinese characters or context, you can't tell between these two words based on their sound. Very much like. You are the sunshine of my life. Or、uh, ew, your nose hair is poking out like a bamboo shoot. Episode four marks the end of the first mini series of my podcast. Of course, the name of the mini series is related to martial arts. It's the martial arts disclaimer. The titles of the four episodes are all parts of the disclaimer at the beginning of my martial art training session. Does anyone have any injuries that I'm not aware of? Work around your injuries. Don't make them worse. Take a break if you need it. Most importantly, enjoy your class. And according to Cambridge Dictionary. A disclaimer is a statement that you are not responsible for something. The example provided by Cambridge is: the disclaimer reminded viewers that the movie is a drama, not a documentary. The martial arts disclaimer is just a recording of Rex trying to improve his English, not an educational resource. In this final episode. It would be me taking you to an intimate behind the scene of making be gentle with yourself. No, you are not gonna see me changing clothes or doing a duck face while putting on lipstick, but you might hear some dirty laundry, because this epilogue spills out hot Chinese tea about the birth of be gentle with yourself. You will find out who is the love child. Be gentle with yourself is a self reminder that I would have tattooed on my bicep if I have Chris Hemsworth's body. You know, every time I saw a pack of chicken breast on a shelf, that pinkish white color and the curves of the meat, it just reminds me of Chris Hemsworth. However, since my arm is the size of a lipstick, I can only make a podcast with my oversized head. Hashtag body image issue. You may ask, why choose martial arts community as the focal point for my first podcast series? I have mentioned it in my first episode that martial arts was the only community that I felt. A sense of belonging too, since I left my hometown and lived by myself at the age of fourteen. I want to elaborate this sentiment. During my two and a half years at my Japanese jujitsu, I never once felt any self-criticism or a sense of "Oh, why can't you beat these? Oh, faster or stronger?" Not even once. Criticizing myself and being harsh on myself 
were like brushing teeth to me for the most of my life. Why can't I speak English as posh as the British? Why can't I have a body like the cover of Men's Health? Why can't I find a boyfriend? I wrote down my self-talk on a piece of paper to externalize it, and realized that if I ever said any of those things to my friends, I will have no friends. So it's extremely rare for me to find a space where I feel a sense of ease, void of those "why can't I" dot 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 sentiments towards myself or from others. For two and a half years, my martial arts community was my mental health sanctuary while I was struggling. I want to take this opportunity to express my heartfelt gratitude to Google Advertisement for matchmaking me and my martial arts community. Advertisement budget well spent. With the experience of healing and empowerment at my martial art. I became more aware of if and when I was exerting pressure on others or on myself. If you have done Japanese jiu-jitsu self-defense, you will know to pull the move successfully is about when, where, and how much we use our force. If we miss the timing too quick or too slow, we won't be able to pull a self-defense on the opponent. If we don't exert the force at the right spot, the moves won't be effective, and we might actually expose ourselves to opponents' counter self-defense. Last but not least, how much pressure? Let's say the timing and the spots are both impeccable, and we go into killer mode on our training partner. Uh oh. There is likely to be an injury report at the end of the class, and someone might want to listen to the first two episodes of my podcast about handling injuries. Be measured, be controlled, be strategic with our moves and everything we do. This is the biggest lesson I have learned, actually, skill learning. From the legends at my martial art community, I look up to them because they are so generous with sharing their wisdoms and kindness. Their wisdom and philosophy on sparring are applicable to life outside the dojos. The non-reactive calmness is so cool. It's like very sexy lipstick-wearing Buddha statue. When we learn some cool things, we want to practice them in our lives. Oh, you just learn flying, turning kick. You can't wait to try it in your next sparring session. I couldn't wait to feel how the martial arts wisdom was gonna shift my life around. Like I just bought a pack of chips with very enticing exotic flavor, something like a snow cheese fried chicken or Malaysian beef rendang. And I couldn't wait to tear apart the packages to savor the goods inside. My original intention of doing martial arts was using physical self-defense to influence my psychological self-defense mechanism. The self-defense mechanism could be either "quote unquote" 
overreactive or quote-unquote suppressed, depending on the context. Through regular physical exercise and sparring people who are bigger and stronger than me, I was getting more used to the feelings of confrontation. Confrontation can be uncomfortable, but it doesn't need to be feared or avoided necessarily. One spectator tip that might help you find a partner at a fight. The way people spar do tell you something about that person's characters. Body language is mostly interpretation-friendlier than verbal and written languages. The reactivity, the rhythm, the emotions, the courtesy, those things are flowing and detectable during a sparring session. While I'm still single, I didn't claim that this tip helped me. A year after I started sparring, I realized that I didn't like my sparring style. During a fight, my body had the tendency of getting very close to my opponent. I tried to throw punches fast. I didn't like this style anymore after I attended my first tournament. My distaste wasn't really because, oh, I don't like how tense my body was feeling. It was more due to the realization that I have very little awareness of my body when it was reacting in that intense way, super close to the opponent and just throwing punches. I didn't have lots of control and balance with my body, and when I didn't have lots of control over other parts of my life, I didn't need to have one more thing in my life that makes me feel out of control. It was a period of time when I feel like a sandcastle that was about to collapse. So I was looking for other ways to explore the alignment of body and mind. That's when I came across surfing. Australian surfing is a young hot third wheel between Japanese jiu-jitsu and Chinese rats. Do you reckon this intercultural marriage is a little bit too crowded? I was sitting on warm sand and reapplied SPF lotion on my face. That's when I saw surfers wait. They were waiting for the waves and tides. A timing, a gap. And they got thrown off into the water over and over. They stood up again over and over. Resilience and love. I couldn't move my eyes away, not because of those surface figures. But I mean, it was too far for me. And everyone who has worked with me in the office knows that Rex's eyesight is abysmal. It was this mix of slowness and intensity in surfing movement that struck me like lightning, like a taste bud's first touch with Indian dancer Kari. After I have started flirting, bracket cheating with surfing, I started seeing sparring with a different light. That's textbook how a love triangle starts. 
I could see it clearer when some fighters choose to be strategic with their speed, fast, slow, varying, keeping it unpredictable, moving and balancing the body like a fortress. I could see these philosophical beauties when I was standing on the side. Then I lose control of my bladder and need adult diaper when I was sparring. I haven't decided if I will do the tournament in the early November. Let's see. So, the last question remained is why a podcast? Why not a book or a painting? I have paintings that freeze the moments of my infatuation, solitude, and rage. I barely post them. But I do make my paintings into gifts. I want to be more innovative with how to share my work, and、I、look forward to you seeing my paintings soon. Between a book and a podcast, there's a saying from a pop icon: "Once you kill a cow, you gotta make a burger. Once you kill your former self, you gotta make a podcast." I'm just joking. I didn't kill a cow or myself. I was just being a cash cow for Australia's international education sector for five and a half years by paying double the amount of school fees as an international student. Hashtag animals have rights. Books have words. Podcast has both words and sound. So I can be more versatile with my tones in a podcast, and it feels like a more playful format of telling my stories. This flows naturally to the announcements, a trailer, and a call to action. Since playfulness is the key to keep me doing a podcast and us spending time together on this platform. I will release an EP, an abbreviation of Extended Play, of the four podcasts that I have released so far. I'm already rewriting the scripts, and I will re-record them. At least twenty-five percent will be fresh and different. I received feedback and、uh, have more reflection on the topics that I had addressed. The re-recording will be juicy. Bracket wing face emoji. Now, this one will be a dream come true for me. Spotlight, look around, everyone on mute. My EP will be released in physical format with posters, small booklet with my artworks and more. You will have two versions of packaging. Their tentative names are Triple J version and Chinese Love Child version. My debut EP Extended Play is designed for my friends, for people who have inspired me and supported me. So exclusiveness and limited quantities. That's the trailer for what to come, and the call to action is: I will set up an email news newsletter in the next few weeks. 
So subscribe to my newsletter to receive the physical copy of my debut EP. By now, you know I love things unconventional. I will make my newsletters different from others occupying your inbox. Hashtag win you over. Time is up. Thanks for visiting me. Thank you for spending time with me. This is be gentle with yourself. I'm Rex. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.